Hi everyone, today is a really fun episode with Leah and we are talking about anything and everything from our Denmark trip which was super magical to being a dog mom to what we learned through COVID. We cover it all in this episode and it's just a super fun conversation between the two of us and I hope you get something out of it because I know I did. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast. Today I'm so excited because my guest is hilarious. So thank you so much for coming on today, Leah. Thanks for having me. No pressure now that you pretended that I'm funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, to start off, for people who don't know you, what defines your lifestyle? I love being with the dog that's crying in the background. Um, if I'm not at work, I am either at the gym, I'm outside running, I'm going for a hike. Hank is so cute. She has a chocolate lab for people who didn't know. Maybe you could send a picture after. He is so cute. You can see his tail. So you moved from Connecticut and now you're in Pittsburgh. What's that like? (laughs) Um, it is very different, which I was a little nervous about when I initially decided to move but it has been a pleasant surprise. There's so many things to do. There's so many cute parts of like the city. Um, it's not just downtown Pittsburgh. There's Lawrenceville, there's South side, there's hmm. like North side. So it's been really fun exploring. And then if you're into hiking. There's plenty of places to go hiking. West Virginia is right next door. So it's been great. I love that. Yeah, no, I've never been before, but I'll definitely have to come visit you. And then you'll have to come back up and visit Boston because you went to school up here, right? Yes, I went to Indicott and Beverly. Actually, the way I met Leah is because she's one of our clients and she came to Copenhagen with us. Um, And that was just a blast. And like, it felt like a dreamland. Like it didn't feel real. Yeah, I'm so grateful you guys invited me because that was like a trip of a lifetime. I've never been to Copenhagen. Honestly, it wasn't really on my list of like top five European places to go to, but I'm so glad we got to visit it because it was magical. Yeah, for sure. And you've been to other places too, right? You went to Spain, you went to Italy. Yeah, I studied abroad in Italy. So that helped get me around Europe a lot. I went to Greece, Germany, France, uh, Spain. So Copenhagen was is now another one on the list. I know for sure. And Kat is another designer. If you didn't know, I'm sure she'll be on the podcast with her new fiance, Neil. (laughs) Um, She's from Sasaki and we love her. And you two were literally hilarious. Like (laughs) that dinner we had really hit it off. It was great. I was so nervous initially coming to Copenhagen because I have even though we had met through Zoom because of COVID, I have never met you or Amy in person. And then I didn't know anyone else going on the trip. I was like, well, well, here we go. I just going in solo. And then I ended up, you guys are, everyone was so great. Yeah, for sure. I think it was so funny. And even you and Angela from Anthem, like we're so hilarious together. I love her. (laughs) Me too. And um, yeah, it was just so funny to see the dynamic between everyone because we were all so different, but somehow it worked. And Amy and I say like each person who came along the trip, like the New York people, the Colorado, it just all like meshed really well. And no one was like a bad egg or anything like that. (laughs) The first time I met you, I literally felt 
like drunk not actually but I was like so jet lagged I was like oh my god because oh, you're so tired <laughs> yeah it took me like two days to like actually catch up on that sleep but then after I was like oh I'm fine <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny but um yeah did you feel the jet lag at all <laughs> um it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be but I didn't sleep at all on the plane right there which <laughs> I was planning on doing because then you we landed at 11 and I left Monday afternoon, I landed at 11 on Tuesday. So I was like, oh, I'll sleep on the plane and I'll be good to go. I didn't sleep at all on the plane. And then I was like, oh my God, today's <laughs> going to be miserable. But I was like, I have to power through. We're only here for a week. I have to explore everything. I got to the hotel, I checked in and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm just going to rally and I'm gonna go do this. And I started walking around the city and then I was, and then we just had a great time. And yeah, then no. the next morning I was fine. Yeah, for sure. It was like such a cool trip. And what do you think to you as an interior designer was the most inspiring part? Ooh, I think that's hard to say the most inspiring part because I felt even at the restaurants we were at, I was taking pictures of like little details of like the column enclosures. I was like, oh my God, great idea. There's so (laughs) many things that I like loved. Um, I really liked the Federicia showroom. Me too. The way that they set it up too was great. Um, and then the grid plant, like factory, um, I really liked seeing all the different ways that it could be used, which was helpful in speaking to the client that I've specced on so far. Um, he was asking like, now that I've seen it in person, what do I think? Yeah. And I was like, you know, even if you, in a year or two from now, if you don't, like, like the setup that you have, you can just order two more parts and it can be a completely different configuration. And I think me having that knowledge now is, was helpful and like reassuring him. So that instead of me just like, you know, being like, oh yeah, I think it's great. (laughs) Yeah, no, sure. I think it's so good that even I got to see that in person. Um, cause I never, the moss panels have never been done in the U S before. So that was kind of interesting. And, um, you guys, if you don't know, we're talking about the grid system, which is basically Legos for architects, they call it. And we saw the factory in person. So it was really cool. And she, the reason why she came on the trip is because she has this account that she put it in and it's just been so cool to see. We, we tell a lot of people about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just another thing, like if you were to describe Denmark in one word for people who haven't gone, what would that word be? Do you think? Um, well, the word I kept using when I was there was magical. Yeah. I just, European buildings to me are so beautiful. The, all the detail that's in it, they've been around for hundreds of years. And then just compared to some of the US architecture <laughs> that we just like Put up. slap on some like thin brick facade. So just walking around the city in general was beautiful. But then when we went to, um, oh my God, I'm going to forget the name. The place on the water that with all oh, the colorful buildings. New Haven. New Haven. New Haven. Oh my God. Yeah. We, when we like arrived and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I just wanted to like sit at every little like coffee shop yeah, there same. and just like take it all in all day long. It was yeah. so pretty. It was so cool. So if you look, if you Google Denmark, this is probably what comes up on the Google search, just a ton of little colorful houses and restaurants. And so, so charming. Right on the water. Yeah. And we went on the, um, the boat tour, the canal tour. 
So that was really relaxing too. I could have fallen asleep on that. <laughs> and if you're going to do it right, you better get a hot dog right before you get to New Haven. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. They got hot dogs and beer. And then I got a waffle on a stick. That was so good. And like you said, comparing it to the US was kind of funny because I went to Denmark, then to, I recovered and I felt like really tired the next couple of weeks. I had three days of feeling kind of normal. Then I got on a plane to go to Chicago. And it's funny because in Denmark, I was like, oh my God, I could so see myself living here. Like it was just like you said, magical. Yeah. But then I went to Chicago and I'm like, it was just as like amazing. Um, but it was America. And I'm like, um, I don't think I could live here. It's a great place to visit. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, it was just like totally two different worlds. And it's just so like funny to me that we saw like the design in Copenhagen first and then comparing it to like American trends. I'm like, this is so interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Also, even though about Copenhagen, it was also the lifestyle that I really liked there. Everyone's riding their bike, which was amazing. Everyone's walking. We had like a 40 minute walk to dinner one time. Nobody blinked an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Like here we'd be like 40 minutes. <laughs> We're getting an Uber. <laughs> yeah crazy (laughs) no literally more than 10 minutes people are like no we're driving it's so cool to see that though you're right like no one was complaining about like oh we're walking like that you're so right and and the people riding the bikes weren't like in their tennis sneakers in their skirts (laughs) they were like full-blown scarf blazer their cute little heels just riding their bike going to work yeah you know it's so funny oh my gosh so Ben told me when we were on like one of our meetings or whatever, he went to walk around and take pictures and he saw this teacher riding a bicycle with like this big box on front with like eight little blonde kids in it. She was like singing a Danish song and it was just like, I, I'm like, you didn't see the video? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, it literally felt like, he was like, it literally felt like a TV show or a movie. They were just like riding down the road singing their song. <laughs> so funny I love that. yeah but I'm like you don't see that here and the funniest thing when I got off the plane we went to the hotel we were walking with you to lunch we saw the stroller just sitting outside with a kid in it just outside of a store like we don't do that here we don't even leave our dogs outside of a store like no. <laughs> but it's we like amazing. Leave our kids in the car <laughs> no 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 like but they literally just leave their kids outside <laughs> I'm like what it's so amazing I think that's a thing in Europe they nap outside like they just leave them to nap in the cold hmm. yeah <laughs> I mean, I yeah, <laughs> it makes them a little have thicker skin, I guess. So, but it was so fun. Oh my gosh. And then how'd you feel when you got back? I honestly, I got really sick when I got back, but it oh, wasn't, no. it wasn't COVID because we got tested. Um, I just like, I think I was run down from Same. like, just being, we just were like very filled days. I then jet lag, you had to like get right back into it. I didn't take the next day off. So. Same. Yeah, no, honestly, I felt that too. I didn't feel like sick, sick, but I felt like so drained and mentally like that. I could not wake up in the yeah. morning. Like it, I stopped like doing workouts in the morning. I was like, what is wrong with me? But then finally now <laughs> I'm getting back into it. But it's like, yeah, I think people don't like say this a lot, but travel takes a lot out of you. <laughs> so it really does. yeah especially when you don't have a break when you get back so <laughs> oh I, I don't know if I told you but I missed my connecting flight oh you did how did that happen yeah 
Well, because I was trying to save some money. So I was like, okay, I'll buy my ticket to New York. And then it's a cheaper ticket from New York to Pittsburgh. And then I, I just cut it too close. We had to go through customs when we land. And then I was in a completely different terminal. So I had to take the air tram, then walk outside, then go to another terminal. And then I get to like the security gate. And I'm like, I have two minutes and I'm not, I'm not making it. Like there's no way. So I just went straight to the desk and they said that the next flight out was 9.30 the next morning. I was like, oh, no. okay. I was just crying. I was like, it's okay. Just book my flights, whatever. And then I realized that my bag that I checked was back at the other terminal. <gasps> oh no. I'm just spinning around the thing. But I knew it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. But luckily I'm from Connecticut. So I have friends in Connecticut. So I just Ubered to Connecticut, stayed at my friend's and she dropped me at the airport the next morning. I was like, oh, you can't, you can't make it up. You can't. That's crazy. Well, I'm so glad you had friends there and you didn't get stuck in like yeah. Germany or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my gosh, that would have been way worse. Yeah. Did you buy any fun souvenirs or anything like that? I bought a little, should I go find it? I bought a little Santa ornament. I love that. Get him. <laughs> I still love have him that. forever. And they're like, always like, this is from when I went to Copenhagen. I love, oh, Hank likes it. Look at him. That's so cute. Yeah. I can't wait for Christmas. I can't believe it's already like Halloween and then Thanksgiving. It's like, what just happened to this past year? <laughs> I mean, it's like two weeks away. Are you being anything for Halloween? Yeah. So Ben and I are going to be like a couple's costume or see, I was going to be like a convict and then he was going to be like a cop, but then I'm like, I don't wear orange. So I'm going to be a cop too. <laughs> and I'm you guys are like partners in crime. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've kind of already done that. Cause I think the first year we were dating, we were like FBI agents, but whatever black is black is black. So <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be anything? Um, I haven't decided yet. I don't really have any plans. So Come to Boston. I don't know. If they do, I don't know if they do, um, trick or treating in my building. If like kids come door to door, but I have costumes from like years prior that I could put on, um, like a firefighter costume I love that. Like, with leggings. It was from college. So, um, <laughs> or like I have a purple wig that I could put on and just, I don't know, in a black dress and pretend I'm a witch. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> Do you ever dress up Hank? Or are you like against that? So I've tried. He doesn't do well, except for like when he wears, he has my jacket right now. Hank, leave it. Sorry, you can cut that out. Um, <laughs> he doesn't do well with like clothes or like things that he can like reach. So I can't put a vest <laughs> or a jacket on him because he'll just like rip it off. But his first his first Halloween, I tried to make him a s'more and I had like two pieces of cardboard. <laughs> That's so two cute. pieces of cardboard and then like I took fluff and like had it on the outside like a marshmallow. That's it was gone in like five seconds. A s'more? That is so smart because he's a chocolate lab. I'm like, yeah, oh, he was like the chocolate piece in the middle. And I had, like, sandwiched in his little cardboard box, but he didn't really like it. I love that because Amy and I both have black labs and it's like just our thing. <laughs> labs are awesome. I used to dress up my girl pug. I have a boy pug now, but he doesn't really like things on him. Same. Yeah. And like the girl pug Taffy, she was born on Halloween. That's why we named her Taffy. <laughs> um, but she dressed up with me every year. I got it when I was 10 years old. We were bumblebees. We were ladybugs. We were one day she was a hot dog. She was a cow. She was a queen, like so many different costumes. And now Snoopy's like, I don't want to deal with that. 
I know some people are so against like dressing up their dogs. So I was just curious, <laughs> but I guess I feel like dressing up your dogs for every day. Like if they had like a little sweater that they wore every day, like, okay, that's excessive. Or like when they stroll them around in a cart. I yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. For sure. And like, what's it well, like? I mean, everyone's dressing up. Yeah, I know. Right. It counts. So what's it like being a dog mom for you? Do you like it? I love it. And then some days I'm like, I'm going to give you away because you're driving me crazy. Um, like right now when I want to do something <laughs> when he's going to act out. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But I honestly, I can't imagine. I, when I watch TV shows and like the dog dies, I'm like, I'm like beside I, myself, I, not only because the dog died on the TV. Cause then I think someday I know he's not going to live forever, which really is sad. Oh my God but I love him so much. And I just feel like I've been through a lot with him and he was like my constant, you know? So I, yeah. I just love him. Aww. And he's a good boy most of the time. So. Yeah. And you just did a photo shoot with him. So you must really love him. <laughs> <laughs> so that photo shoot, they, they make a calendar for the, the, the next year oh. and the month of October, they have people voting for their favorite dog picture. Oh. So if he gets enough votes, he'll make the calendar and be like one of the months of the calendar. I love that. How do we vote? Um, that's actually a great question. I will get you the link to that because I also have not seen that link yet, but I need to get my votes in because we're already halfway through October. I know. Yeah. Cause if you send it to me, I'll make sure my followers vote too. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. He could be public. But they must vote for Hank and no yes. other dog. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so great. And is it ever hard to balance being a working lady and having a dog as well? Like sometimes I think it'd be so nice to have my pug here, but I'm like, I don't think I'd have time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I feel like puppy mother guilt, even if I'm like gone for three hours. So when I'm gone at the office for eight or nine, I'm like, is he beside the door just waiting for me to come home? Is he crossing his little legs? Does he have to go to the bathroom? Um, and then that makes it hard when there's so many events going on now that things are opening up because COVID right. is like kind of going away. Um, so there's like the happy hours or the events after work. And I'm always like, <laughs> Uh, can I, I don't know if I can leave him for this long. And so that's been hard. And I sometimes bring him to daycare, which is a little expensive, but then I at least know he's running around and playing. Someone's taking care of him. He's going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, labs are pretty good. They can hold it for a long time. And I don't know, yeah. bigger dogs seem to be a lot better than smaller dogs. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had an issue yet, but I just definitely feel guilty when I'm at work. Like, yeah. Can I stay this extra hour or do I just come home and work from home? Yeah. How many days do you usually go in for? Um, so starting this week, actually, uh, they're asking us to be in three days a week. Hmm. Um, so that will be a little bit of an adjustment. I've been going in like one or two times a week, um, but I'm actually not working with anyone in the Pittsburgh office at the moment. So it's really just for me to like yeah. meet meet people and socialize that's if I good. need to print or use the materials library. But. That's really good. COVID, do you think made it harder to be a dog mom and kind of have that or easier? Um, definitely easier because I have had a lot of time at home with him. So that helps with training. 
Yeah. Like I can correct him and he's not chewing up all the pillows <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But- labs eat everything. When, um, Chester, one of my black labs, he was a baby, a baby, a puppy. And he literally was eating pool chemicals, fluorescent light bulbs, oh. um, just anything he could get a hold of. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so he's, he's alive. Labs are amazing. Their stomachs are amazing. So, rock. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything that was in front of him, he was just eating. He, even today he's like nine years old I think and still jumping on the counter and getting random stuff <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah any yeah. don't you can't hang your dish towels like on the little like oven um handle he'll just he just he'll just walk by and just take it with him I'm like you are such a brat <laughs> that's so funny oh my gosh and you're an interior designer which we've mentioned a couple times um do you definitely think you found the right career path for yourself like are you happy um after you graduate are you happy with this kind of job that you're in yeah actually um I know a lot of people who have gone to college for certain things and then don't stick with what they went for their major for which is great I mean that's great that they end up finding their passion um and I'm just lucky that I knew it and I'm still in it because I've worked on multi-tenant housing. I've done K through 12. I've done an elementary school. I've done a middle school and I'm kind of getting back into the senior living world right now, which I'm very excited about. I've been wanting to get back into it for years. Um, I'm just, it's, it's really nice to know that what you're designing is what someone's going to be living in for senior living is the, like the rest of their lives, literally. Yeah. Um, and then corporate interiors, we spend nine plus hours of our day, five days a week in one space. So (laughs) it better be nice. It better be nice or else like that's your environment for like a good majority of your life if you're there for years. So good point. (laughs) Know that you're like touching people's lives and hopefully making it better with like how you're designing things. Yeah, for sure. But like function as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. I've actually been studying for the NCIDQ and I just finished the chapter on wellness and sustainability. And it's such an important part. And I learned that in school too. But what made you do senior living for your capstone? Because I did that too. Um, so my grandmother had Alzheimer's and the facility that she was in, I was like, oh, like it was like painted like brick walls. Like it wasn't and like these senior living facilities that we have now, which are very expensive, I believe, yeah, they are. are gorgeous, but that was not, and I was like, this can't be like how people, this is, can't be like their end of life, yeah. but they're like living in, you know? So I, I wanted to like, there's so many, also so many things for senior living on Alzheimer's uh, care like scientifically that you need to know, like there needs to be like a loop path so that when they're wandering at night and they're having sundowning that they can just keep wandering and they don't hit like a dead end. And if they do that, there's like a bench there that they can sit down on so they don't get tired. And um, there's a lot of things like cognitively, um, like dark holes on the floor, they, or like like a dark mat on the floor or dark color, they'll perceive that as like a hole that they'll fall into. So it's just things that you don't think of for like, someone who's not going through something like that there's a lot of things that um go into that which I liked um but seeing how my grandmother was in her facility made me passionate about like changing things for others down the line Hmm. so yeah 
kind of how I got into it. I love that because mine is the same exact story. Like my Nana had Alzheimer's too. And luckily her facility was pretty decent, but you're right. It's so expensive. They pay like 10 grand a month to live yeah, there. It's crazy. And it's like, Oh my God. And like some of it felt a little medical. So like a lot of mine was about making, bringing the outdoors in and making it feel a little bit more homey and hospitality, like versus like, you know, right. medical plastic, like poly stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was just a little dated, but that's probably why, but yeah. So I think that's so cool. So we have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever do anything with um, like the walk to end Alzheimer's or? Oh, I just saw something on that. Like I missed it this year, but I really want to do something if I see it or next year. Cause it's such a, I think they are starting to do more and more research and are getting a little closer with it. I think they definitely have things that um, slow down the progression, but don't um, get rid of it. Like I know like reading's really helpful for people who potentially have it. And I say people, not old people, because um, one of my crits worked at a design firm and he said that his mom got it when she was like 50. So it really affects a lot of different ages and we perceive it as like an elderly person problem disease, but it's not, it can affect young people too. So it's like really interesting. Being a designer, people are always like, oh my gosh, your house must be so beautiful. Do you like do that in your home? Like, do you really like decorating? Cause I know decorating is very different. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I have commitment issues when it comes to <gasps> Same. Oh my gosh. Hanging things. I have this giant wall above my couch. There's nothing on it because I <laughs> can't find anything that I like love. And then I'm like, I'm not going to just poke holes in the wall and hang something random just to put something on the wall. Mm-hmm. So I've been here almost a year now and I have nothing on that wall. <laughs> no, I'm but the same I, way. The pieces that I do pick, I love. So someday maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like your place. It's like, cause ours downstairs is pretty like spare, I guess, on the walls and stuff. It took me like six months to figure out what I wanted to put on my walls in this room. But it's like, it's just funny because like we can make quick decisions for everyone else, but when it comes to for ourselves, we're like, I don't really know. <laughs> but so that goes for everything in my life. I'm very indecisive. Like, don't ask me where I want to go to dinner because <laughs> I I don't know. Like that's so funny. I'm my my saying is I make decisions all day long. Once I'm clocked out of work, I don't want to make any decisions. So that's so funny. Or give me like a like a A and B option, and I'll pick from those two. I don't. Yeah. Want- I mean, that's maybe good that Copenhagen was all scheduled for us. You didn't have to make any decisions. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. So, um, yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been really, really cool. But altogether, um, through COVID, do you think that you've learned some things? Do you think you've gotten better at certain things? Like, how has the experience been for you? Ooh, um, I think I've definitely learned, um, better like work-life balance through mm-hmm. COVID um, because now I have my computer sitting in my living room. So I need to be like self-taught to shut my computer down because if I leave it up and I see an email, I'm sitting on my couch just like, and I like peer <laughs> over at my computer. I'm very enticed to just be like, oh, let me just go check it and like answer real quick. No, you're allowed to sit on the couch after five o'clock and like live your life and do whatever you want. So 
Yeah. And I think we've all felt that I definitely have. So it's like really important to kind of like take time away from your computer and yourself. Cause at the end of the day, I can feel my eyes like burning, like literally like (laughs) we're getting wrinkles. I have my glasses, except I can't do it with zoom because then all you see is like this big blue block, but yeah, I know it's like green for me. (laughs) So funny, but yeah, it's like really a strange, interesting world. But like you said, COVID's kind of not really going away but it's like it's we're getting more and more used to it and we kind of know what to do like wear your mask and then just be careful where you go but I don't know it's like a really strange time (laughs) I do think also that it's been helpful like seeing into people's lives too like it makes everyone more human on zoom calls like you see their back like you see that they're at home or like their kids are like their little kids (laughs) are popping up from the side you're like okay you are more than like if you're even with clients, sometimes you're like, okay, you're more than just like this big, scary CEO of some yeah. company. Like you have a little rugrat, like snot nosed kid running around that like <laughs> calls you dad and they're not scared of you, you know, like, yeah, so I think we get very intimidated by people sometimes in our industry, but like everyone's human. We all like, you know, we all have a life outside of work. That's so a really that. good point. Yeah. I think that's so true. Um, it like, makes people look human. And I heard someone say that um, Zoom was really good for diversity and inclusion because everyone's facing the screen is the same exact size. And like people were more apt to speak up because they felt comfortable doing so versus in a big room. If you're sitting at the end of the table, you're probably not going to speak up as much, but I don't know. Cause like for me at the beginning, like I didn't like talking on zoom. Like I did not like it at all. I think I was the opposite, but now I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Now I feel, I feel like a little more awkward in person, Really, but like, (laughs) I'm less, yeah, I'm, I, I I do agree with that study. I'm less like willing to speak out out, up in person at a meeting because in zoom, I could just like write it in the chat. (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily be like, Hey, I have this great idea. Then get shot down. Like I'll just like slide it into the chat and then like, (laughs) if someone reads it or not if they don't I'm like oh, whatever so <laughs> yeah no actually that's a good point and I think um it makes it like less intimidating too because everyone's the same size on the screen there's no like front face like I think it's it's really good oh my gosh so this was so much fun so when are you moving to Boston <laughs> again uh... <laughs> let's let's have a reunion first yeah 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 oh my gosh it's yeah but like I said this year it's gone by so fast we're gonna have to figure out when that is but yeah uh keep speculating we have a holiday party or something yeah get together yeah a Christmas party you can bring your little Santa ornament Yay! <laughs> have you ever flown with Hank or does he like the car or anything he hates I've it never flown with Hank yeah I wouldn't He's not a service dog, so I feel like I'd have to put him under I know. the plane. I saw that happen when on my way to Chicago. I saw all the crates go up into the plane, and I was like, I was like, oh, I made a scene. I basically was like crying on the plane because I'm like, that is so sad. <laughs> no, yeah, I we drive, so I I go back and forth to Connecticut a lot this summer because I was in a lot of weddings and bridal showers and all that stuff. Um, and if I brought him, he's pretty good in the car. Like he, well, I mean, I'll have to stop an extra one extra time for him to go to the bathroom, (laughs) but besides like my normal, like food or gas stops, he just sleeps or like, 
he'll just like I'll have my arm like behind <laughs> in the back seat and he'll just like be playing with my hand so he's fine. that's good yeah, yeah my labs are good in the car too my pug is not but again I think it's like a big dog thing it's weird yeah. <laughs> but I yeah agree. so is there like what is something that you live by in your daily life that really has helped you get through kind of the past couple of years and just like you're really excited about every day I read the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I don't know if you've read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I really like resonated with it because you see things that happen in your life that might be like a, you weren't planning for, you had different plans. Um, and he calls that like, that was a red light in your life. Like it stopped you. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, like now I'm at like this new path. Where do I go? And then something else great happens and that you pick that new path and that's your green light. So like all these red lights add up to these like green lights that end up happening and like make a new path for you. So I try not to get hung up on like, like things that happen. If I'm upset about it, I'm like, okay, well this happened for a reason. I I know sometimes that's very cliche to say, but like, there's always like a lesson learned or if something doesn't work out, like at least you got some sort of experience out of it. I try to take Mm -hmm. it like that way. So you know, just try and see the silver lining and everything. And I like that, you know, yeah, that's really good. Everything always ends up working out for anyways. So just, I know I've been learning that too. Yeah. I think that's so good. And I'll have to read that book. That's so interesting, but yeah. What is Hank's Instagram? And if you want to share your LinkedIn or whatever else, where can people find you? So Hank's Instagram is Hank underscore the underscore tank <laughs> underscore 203. There was a lot of Hank the tanks already taken. So we had to add all the underscores. Um, and uh, my LinkedIn is Leah Kadat. I'm sure you'll spell my name out on yep. the thing. Um, I have an Instagram, but it's my personal one. I haven't made a professional one yet, but maybe that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Maybe in the future, you never know. I definitely wanted to because especially through college. I was like, yep, I'm going to make a separate one. (laughs) It's probably just better that way, but, um, go find her in her Hank's Instagram (laughs) and then go check her out on LinkedIn. If you're interested, she is such a talented designer and obviously such a cool person. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Thank you for listening in. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode. And if that inspired you, I would love if you shared on your social media platforms and tagged me at lilygrace underscore lifestyle on Instagram. Or you can visit my website at www.lilygraceyork.com to see my show notes and leave a review as well. I would love to hear your feedback, so please tell me everything and anything that you learned today. Stay classy, stay bossy, and stay listening. Thank you.